Get your Hanes on, lace up your Nikes, grab your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll pick up a Big Mac on the way. It's going off with Rap Critic and Muse! I love it. Oh, RSC, welcome to the jam. How mm, you doing? Again, we're back. Welcome back to the jam. How didn't they... Why wasn't that the tagline? Welcome back to the jam. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I had uh, seen the uh, movie from the soundtrack that uh, we will be talking about. Ah, today. yes. And it, it, like the plot. I have of the not, movie... by the way. Sorry, folks. <laughs> this is going to be a one-sided thing. <laughs> wow! Look at you. I was doing the research. I was I was putting on my nerd glasses and you uh, know, oh god, <laughs> trying to figure out the importance of the movie to the songs. You know. Oh, that's uh, right. So when we <laughs> reviewed the Journey soundtrack, you played the game, and well, I, I was going to say that about Tekken, but you have you have played <laughs> Tag Tekken Tag Tournament, so you are familiar with that one. So damn it. The movie is, take, I guess we're doing like a mini review of uh, the Space Jam A New Legacy uh, film. Let's Space Jam 2 A New Legacy in five seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and first of all, okay, so the movie is about uh, LeBron King James. King James. Yeah. It, it, oh, and King his son. James. That's right. And his family. Prince James. One of their sons is like, oh, I'm, you know, big into video games. And that's what I like. And I'm a video game designer. And, you know, at first it's kind of like that. Holy shit, this 12 year old designing a video game. But then I kind of had that second moment of like, well, I mean, kids are getting access to technology a lot sooner than we kind of did before. So fucking maybe. <laughs> is it like when you would watch an old episode of Clarissa Explains It All and every episode she would have a video game about how much her brother was an annoying asshole? <laughs> and you look at it and it's like the same kind of like two. D side scroller with just like his face photoshopped onto oh, a character. No, no, there's some better graphics than that. Uh. Wow, <laughs> times have changed. Yeah, so here's the thing. Yeah, the plot of the movie is that uh, LeBron James goes to Warner Brothers Studios and mm. is like, you know, being uh, pitched this sort of thing of like, hey, you know, LeBron James, we got this, uh, you know, rollout that we have and we want to get a big superstar. He's going to be a part of it. So we want to get you to be a part of it, you know, which. Why would you get a basketball player to be a part of a movie studio rollout? But whatever. <laughs> it feels like, and I hate to interrupt you, but I feel like I'm going to be doing that a lot as someone oh, who has seen ahead. the movie. I feel like I feel like we could all armchair quarterback this one about <laughs> ways this movie could have been made, and absolutely, like why not? If it's just going to be shameless anyway, right? Why not the movie just be? Hey, LeBron James, we're making Space Jam 2. Do you want to be in Space Jam 2? And he's like, yeah, sure, but don't you need, like, the Looney Tunes for that? And they're like, yeah, we got them. And he's like, oh, shit, really? And they're like, yeah, here they are. And then something weird happens. Like, that's where, like, the portal gets open or something. The fucking Don Cheadle, of all people, shows up. He is... The best in this movie. He's given his all because he's like, fuck it. It's a kid's movie. I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to unwind and have some fun with this one. That's <laughs> you know? the thing. If you're going to do this, everyone need like, you can't be like how Michael Jordan was in Space Jam. Oh, Gym. my God. Fucking reserved, wooden. What do we have for dinner? Fried chicken, my favorite. We can't have that. Whoa, this is insane. I am talking to Bugs Bunny and a, cart- a living cartoon. And yet somehow I cannot muster more enthusiasm than this. My favorite is when he's going through the he's like going through the Warner Brothers tunnel and he's just like, uh <laughs> You know what's funny? In the LeBron James uh you know remake uh remix re- remake <laughs> I see back. Fuck. 
Uh, he, yeah, he has that same moment where he gets sucked into the world, and it's almost the exact same timbre of lifeless screaming. Just, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was like, oh See, my god, is this the mo- is this the motif? Like, <laughs> if it's a reference, that's cool. Like, if that's the hey, remember everyone? Because I feel like this thing is just gonna reek of member berries. Where it's interesting. They have to call back to the old one of like, right. hey, remember this? So basically, the movie takes place in like, uh, Al G Rhythm, uh, plays ah. the, uh, uh, the algorithm that has become self aware and is like, oh. you know, trying to get recognition for its greatness for the ideas that it has for rolling out whatever the fuck program it is. Basically, yep. al- the algorithm created the program and the people that own the company, they're just taking advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're just kind of going like, of course. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, to, as an example of the soulless corporations, you know, things of that nature. Uh, <laughs> I like how this movie attempts to do social commentary, but you know it's not going to go far enough right. to actually say anything <laughs> oh, oh, important. We're aware, but, you know, not so aware we're actually going to, like, really analyze the shit. But <laughs> It's a problem, okay? What do you expect us to do about it? But what's funny is that, like, the movie takes place... In the world in which uh, LeBron James is sucked into this like cyber world, so mm. I was thinking as I was watching, it's like, why don't they call it Cyberspace Jam? Because like that's literally what's happening. Like oh. it's it's not the first movie where it's like, oh, uh, aliens come from a different planet and they go into the center of the Earth where the Looney Tunes are, I guess, and. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's been there this whole time. Uh, and now that's a fucking hollow earth, flat earth theory. Right. It's not reptilians <laughs> at the center of the earth. It's the fucking Toon Squad. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny in the first movie, you know, it says, we need your help. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yes. Yeah, that's how the first movie goes. The second movie goes, yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes are an owned property at a specific place in Warner Brothers Studio. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, they don't just live out in the middle of the earth. No, they are owned by Warner Brothers, bitch. <laughs> mm. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, he gets, he gets pulled into this world and it's like, you have to play this basketball game if you want to get your son back. Yeah, that's the plot, right? Oh, so no. he, he takes his son to this uh, pitch meeting to be like, hey, you know, you know, maybe I'm not as much into your video games because I think your video games are kind of like, you know, uh, you know, they don't represent present the fundamentals of uh, uh, basketball and you need to be playing basketball and <sighs> take basketball super seriously which is like it's literally a game why are you being so hard on your kids but <laughs> he hates NBA Jam and anything that's like remotely right. <laughs> cartoony like no it needs to be a fucking basketball sim it's 2k or nothing it's so ridiculous but and, and the funny thing is like yeah the kid is making a basketball game basically like a oh my god a, a mobile gaming app basketball game you know what I mean so uh. you think it actually would be like, oh, that's kind of cool, son. But he's like, no, basketball is about the fundamentals, you know? <laughs> so, of course, we're supposed to like this fucking stick in the mud yeah. curmudgeon and, right out and, the gate. And I'd actually texted you. Yeah, I was like, when I was seeing it unfold, I just texted you at the moment where I was like, okay, so the whole point is that, you know, LeBron is, you know, taking care of his kids. But, you know, he, hey, maybe he's a bit too stern of a dad, you know, like that. that's the lesson he needs to learn. That's what all these family movies are about, how the dad needs to loosen up, you know? But the funny thing is, at the very beginning, there's a scene where, like, you know, LeBron's browbeating his kids. He's just like, hey, you know, don't have fun while you're playing basketball. I'm, I'm the stern dad who needs to learn a lesson, you know? Why um, does he have to be stern? I don't get it. <laughs> but Why can't he just be, like, everyone Everyone thinks he's cool already. Right, right. And I was like, oh, no, he sucks. Oh, oh that's fucking, a bummer. Yeah, he's got to have an arc. <laughs> oh, I hate so, the redemption arcs. You don't need it. <laughs> 
So, so the whole thing is that, like, in the opening scene, LeBron's kid gets hit with a, with a basketball by the, they have an automated ball dispenser. Oh. It's so contrived. They have an automated yeah. ball dispenser that shoots out a ball really with a lot of force every time the word ball is said. And uh, just breaks his fucking neck. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> like mom- a fucking, like a, uh, <laughs> like, like a pitching machine right. at a, at- at a fucking batting range. It basically looks like that, but again, like, Ugh. no one would do that because it's basketball or you just need the ball. You don't need it thrown at you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, you gotta have this contrived setup for the joke. Uh, yeah. and so the joke is basically is like, um, you know, the mom says, hey, uh, tonight we're having dinner, spaghetti and meatballs. And then the ball comes out, hits his son square <gasps> in the face, and he's like, oh. falls down, writhing in pain. And then it cuts to LeBron and he looks over clearly in a sort of, okay, now I say your line thing where he just goes, and then turns over and says, ooh, spaghetti and meatballs, and just runs off. <laughs> oh, no! LeBron! <laughs> oh, my God. On one hand, it was like, oh, you know, maybe he's too stern and too serious, and maybe that's what they're playing with. But then when they just make it, like, a joke, because they clearly are just, you know, it's it's American Dad Family Guy writing, where they don't yeah. really care about the characters. It's just about what setup can we have for whatever goofy joke, you know what I mean? You gotta save Meg from the cyberverse. <laughs> so yeah, eventually the the kid gets sucked in because Algae Rhythm is like, "Hey kid, you know you came up with this video game app, and that's a cool idea. You know I want to make that part of my you know thing, and we'll make that part of my rollout. You know because I, mm. I believe in your dreams, and I think you're cool. And your dad is just a grumpy Gus, you know. So that's the kind of setup there, you know. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and here. Why not? Right. Yeah. Why, why the fuck not at this point? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's doing everything right so far. Yeah. And so, and now, but this is how I felt as I was watching this movie at the end of the day. I was like, hmm, you know, the original is also a soulless cash grab, and so is yes. this. <laughs> but once you get past that, and I want to stress, get past that. I want to stress the phrase, once you get past that. Because they're definitely not going to forget about it, but you can mm. get past it. <laughs> once it's just get, something you've come to live with and accept. Right. Once you get past that, in the same way of, like, big, dumb 90s action movies. Like, all right, maybe this plot doesn't all the way make sense, but didn't you see the cool-ass explosions and the hero swinging from mm. that thing? You know, that's what it's about at the end of the day. So, yeah. for me, I was like, as I was watching this movie, I was like, hmm. I would, this is worth the price of admission enough to have fun, right? Where it's mm. just like, as soon as you think about it too hard, it's fucking stupid as shit. Like, there's literally moments where, um, oh, so the first moment where he falls into the world of the Looney Tunes, right? Uh, he, he falls out and you hear the, <laughs> the lifeless, uh, <laughs> and he falls down, leaves an imprint in the floor in the shape of a Nike swoosh. Oh, that's awesome. Which is so just like, Boo. How would a human even do this? <laughs> like, yeah, why would you? It's like, unless you're trying to make a commentary about the fact that LeBron's soul is so owned by Nike. That, oh my <laughs> that, God. Right. That even his fucking imprint would leave a Nike switch. But it was just like, it just felt so goofy. It was just like, huh? And it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you can enjoy this enough, but you're still feeling the... Uh, remember these properties? Uh, you know, Disney Plus uh, has all their shit, and it feels like, you know, they're buying everything. But look, Warner Brothers, we still have a lot of properties. See? Look over here. Look at Austin Powers. Look at the Matrix. See these references that we're making? And literally in the movie, the whole point is that, like, oh, we have to round up the gang. We have to round up the Looney Tunes. Uh, but they're they're in these alternate uh, places in the oh. Warner brothers averse or whatever the fuck. And so mm. they have to take a spaceship and travel all around to, to the different worlds to get it. Basically, 
it is the Lego movie kind of setup, where it's like, oh, we gotta go. To yeah, all or it's or like Bill and Ted, where they gotta go back in time and get the historical figures. Like, oh, we <laughs> need to go back to Vienna to get Beethoven, and we need right. to get Joan of Arc. So you need to go to all the specific places. Well, I'm sorry, Vienna was uh, Sigmund Freud. I know someone in the comments yeah. is gonna is gonna <laughs> fucking kill so me for that. that. Guy. <laughs> Excuse me, it was Freud. <laughs> but yeah, so in, in the movie, um, what happens? They uh. They, they got around at the game and they go to the Austin Powers world to get uh, Elmer Fudd and oh, he's bald and short uh, like that gag. But remember Austin Powers, guys, because we're probably Warner Brothers is probably going to be rolling out some streaming service soon. So please remember these movies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so just like obviously what they're doing. But then I kind of yeah. had that moment of like, because there's one moment in this movie where the Iron Giant shows up. And, yeah. and he doesn't do anything. He's just kind of watching the game like a bunch of other characters. It literally just feels like it's a, a fucking, uh, nerd con, you know, like a convention with a whole bunch of people dressing up as the okay. characters in the background. Yeah. That's something I was actually going to ask about because I remember mentioning it when we first talked about the trailer as to like why specifically the, the gang from Clockwork Orange and everything would give a shit, like, is anything at stake for them, or do they just want to see it? The, the thing is, it's like, uh, uh, you know, if, if you win, then you get your kid back, but if I win, you have to stay in the multiverse, and so do all the human beings that I somehow sucked into this multiverse to watch the game as well. <laughs> and it's oh, like, God. You know, okay. First, first of all, this would be a fucking absolute PR nightmare for Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, yeah, oh my holy God, shit. You, you sucked in a whole bunch of people, like, against their will into your server? Uh, I'm suing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um... But yeah, you know, all right, all right, let's just not think about that, because, you know, aren't you having fun watching the Iron Giant watch a game? And it's so dumb. Like, it, it, but as I saw Iron Giant, I was specifically thinking, like, wait a minute, didn't Ready Player One do this exact same aesthetic yeah. with the mm -hmm. Iron Giant, like, just in the background? Like, you know, and I was thinking, like, wait, is this still Warner Brothers? Like, they just did the same fucking thing twice, you cheap motherfuckers. Because I remember, like you said, watching the trailer, it was just like, what is the point of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons and all these people showing up? There is no purpose. They are oh, literally yeah, right. just the, the fucking audience. It's still the Looney Tunes playing the main game, but everyone else is just the audience. So it says, look at all the favorite property. Look at them hanging out in the background watching things happen. It's like, it's just as dumb and pointless as you thought it would be. So they oh. might as well have just had the Looney Tunes. Like, it might as well have just been the Looney Tunes. And, and the funny thing That's is... That's weird. At first, I, I thought it was going to be more creative than it ended up being. Because at first it was like, oh, you know, LeBron and Bugs Bunny, um, all of the Looney Tunes have, have been scattered throughout the, the quantum winds of, uh, you know, this fucking, <laughs> you know, uh, cyberverse. And so they have to mm. get it back from all those places. And they end up going to, like... Like, I think, like, the DC universe, and like, oh, word, we can get, like, Superman, but then, you know, they, they fuck something up where the Justice League gets mad at them, so like, oh, I guess we can't use them. But the funny thing is, to me, is, like, it felt like a missed opportunity, because I was thinking, oh, oh, you've got the Looney Tunes fighting for you? Well, I'm going to be using these guys and these properties. I'm going to get the Iron Giant. I'm going to get King Kong to fight for me. No, the huge guys that could be doing something that... Algae Rhythm owns and apparently can do whatever he wants with. Uh, they're just sitting in the back watching the game. No, what I'm going to get is these five uh completely new characters who legit, legit. Have you ever seen that episode of Futurama where the Globetrotters fight the uh, the gang? And, oh. and yeah, they challenge into a basketball game, and it's like, oh, my five players. One of them's the spider guy. One of them's a really fast guy. One of them's this guy. Mm -hmm. It's like it's literally just a Futurama episode. <laughs> 
They don't even get like the same like villains from the first one as like a little. Oh, here's homage. what's fun. Here's your little Easter egg. And here's what fucks up everything. Because the way they seem to be playing it is that like the first movie technically doesn't exist in this movie plot wise because it's kind of like, uh, this is just kind of what's happening now. There's no direct plot relation, but they do these random callbacks that just ruin the idea of what they were doing in the first place. Cause like at first they do a thing where they go like, huh? Uh, we have to challenge someone to a basketball game? Oh, I'm so clever and meta as a writer. Where have I heard this one before? Ugh, it's so lame. But then, like, on top of that, you think, okay, just a, you know, a, a reference in the writing, whatever. Literally, yeah. there's a point, and it's two shots specifically, where you see the actual, um... The, the monsters as the nerdlucks when they're small. Like, you see, like, so there's parts oh. of the movie where, like, everyone's celebrating when the basket happens, and they're like, yay! And then it cuts to the nerdlucks for a second going, yay! And you see them, and you're like, um, but you existed in the first, well, but why are you here? Weren't you in space? I, they, <laughs> like, oh, God. It's so dumb. And what's even more insulting, the, the first time you see them, like, jump up, you know that animation sometimes you see where, like, they have an animated character doing one move, and they didn't have uh, enough time to animate them doing a little bit more of a move to make it look fluid, so they just kind of do the reverse of that move a little bit. Oh, kinda, yeah. Yeah, it's so, like, uh, insultingly obvious that that's what happens, where they just go like, yeah, and then they just go backwards a little bit. It's just like, for fuck's oh, sake, you can't even like, oh. do a full new animation for these motherfuckers. And it's like, don't they have something to say about the fact that they were, like, fighting the first time, don't they? They don't want to contribute. They don't want to, I don't know, try to steal someone else's talent or some shit. They're clearly aping jokes where the point is, you know, to push their properties in your face. Uh, and it's clearly more important than the actual timing of the joke. But when you take into account, you know, and you take off the the, the rose-tinted glasses on how you feel about the first movie, honestly, they're about equal. Like, they... Yeah. <laughs> that's really how I felt about watching it. I was just like... Yeah, no. <laughs> like when you when you just like you know factor in the pros and the cons and average it out, it's a it's a befitting sequel. <laughs> you know? See, that's the thing. I think a lot of people were very quick to jump on it and everything, and I think it's fine to have critiques about the movie, but to act as if the first one wasn't <laughs> How dare they be the smirks? same thing. <laughs> like we all need to. Like I I, I never understood the weird obsession millennials have with Space Jam specifically. Like, <laughs> I thought it started as an ironic joke. Right. Like, hey, look, I got a copy of Space Jam on VHS. Oh, or, look, oh, at the look at this. That still looks like 1996, so... Yeah, oh, I, I love the Space Jam soundtrack. It's like, have you heard it? We fucking reviewed it. It's not great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's mainly why... Um, well, it's not actually, because you actually reminded me that we had... Because I already forgot that we did review the first one. I um, I mainly wanted to review it, and I assume we'll be getting to that second. It's because there's so many names of people we have reviewed already, like, on their own, mm -hmm. that it felt like, well, of course, it's a natural fucking Brock Hamptoner here. Amine, right. uh, Lil Wayne, the list goes on and on <laughs> of people we've talked about before so they're all here in one place we gotta talk about it and something else i think i should mention because i think i think it's important because there's one very because i texted you one thing in particular and i don't think this is really uh spoiling anything for anybody 
But we we originally invited Fantano Needle Drop to join us for the Space Jam review, and mm. living the gimmick, Fantano's busy. What do you believe? The internet's <laughs> busiest music nerd was busy, and right. I get that, and that's perfectly fine. That's his shtick. I get it. He's very devoted to the kayfabe. But what makes me very sad is that he's likely now. To never listen to the album. Right. Oh, we th- were the only excuse he had <laughs> to listen to this album. And now without that, he's likely never going to listen to it. Can you imagine that? Oh, he's likely to miss the album. <laughs> oh my god, he's missing out on all these tracks he'll never know. Because why the fuck would he when he has so much other shit to listen to in his downtime, do you think? He's gonna he's gonna put on the Space Jam Two soundtrack for funsies. Oh, I don't he's gonna think go so. on Spotify and, and see it, you know, pop up and be like, "Hmm, you know, I wonder if if they brought the quality this time." <laughs> <sighs> so no, alas, folks, we'll have to save Melon for another time. But that is going to have to wait because we have also got. A listener-submitted album we were going to be listening to That's right. here in a moment. The time has come, RC. It's been a long time coming, it feels like. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a strong review to listen to. Mm. There you go. It is none other than String Factory with Going <laughs> South. Because it's a factory, you see. RC, I did not know what to expect going in to this album. Mm. And I'm just going to go ahead and pass the mic to you, because I would like to hear your take first. Okay. So, I went into this kind of going like, all right, it's an indie artist, self-request. We if haven't had the best of luck. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If anyone has kept up with the show, it's just like we, you know, we, 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 we extend it out to if people want to do it, but understand, we gonna be, you know, what I'm saying? we ain't gonna be nice to you just because you helping us, you know. It, it's it's gloves off. We're not exactly. gonna sugarcoat it. We're gonna be completely honest because that's the point. You want our constructive right, criticism. The only for. way to get better, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, to this I was like, all right, <laughs> let's see what happens. And then, boom, when I heard that first shock, I was like, Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> this sounded like some, some fucking dope shit. <laughs> like the first, like the album as a whole. And, you know, I was, I think I was just contemplating this in general. I said, I was saying to myself, this feels like a really dope, breezy ass 90s album for maybe like a, a blur yeah. type cat or something like that. And, and then oh, I had that okay. moment, like, wait, is there, like, a rock sound now? Like, what is that? And I was thinking, like, what would that be? And I was thinking, like, fucking Lumineers, Imagine Dragons. Like, that's, oh. like, the rock sound now. And, like, ugh, yeah. you want that to be the rock sound? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I actually wrote down, because I also got that exact same vibe, that it reminded me of a cross between Beatles uh. And gin blossoms. <laughs> that fucking mid nineties. I know what you're like, talking about. Alt radio kind of garage rock sound. Absolutely. And I'm not hating on it at all. I, I don't want anyone to take that as a as an insult. That's right. just the vibe I got. But here's my thing though. 
I remember mm. these fucking melodies, man. I, <laughs> you know, mm. like coming, uh, just coming from the, uh, the, the first, uh, song, uh, running from the big things. Like the first thing I was like, Oh wait, this sounds legit. Like this is, <laughs> he, he's got a very like unique light nasal sort of quality in his voice. And at first I thought he was just an American dude, but it was like six tracks in. I really started to hear his accent. And I was like, hey, it sneaks up on you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and I love the fucking, uh, uh, the hook that leaded to the He's like, there's nothing tougher than to know I've had enough. But if I stop, I've lost. So I just can't give it up. Cause I'm running from the big things, running from the big things. You know, I'm spent. And it has that perfect, <laughs> like, uh, uh, oasis sort of like, you know, light mm. punk, the, the, that gruffness in the voice a little bit. I'm spent. Track two, I actually really enjoyed. I'm a mm. man at a time. <laughs> I was rocking with it, man. Had a dope, you know, radio rock sound. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. that slight little punk grit in the little parts and shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That one lyric: the, the city's being swallowed by a tidal wave of venom, fraud, and horniness. I must have been asleep for a long time. What the hell have I missed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But then you know that uh, the, the hook where he goes like, "Forward march, quick zip, gotta have fun, take a trip." Everybody's giving me a slip these days. See mm. something you like, go and get it. Don't hold back, you'll regret it. Disappointment likes to get its own way. Like, I'm fucking mm. rocking with this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, I am rocking with this, man. So, so you know, going through, like, I, 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 it's solid. It's solid. Yeah. That's the word I think I wrote down the most. Solid grooves. Um, Pretty throughout, honestly. Yeah. The only songs I gave... Lower than average ratings here uh. would be, unfortunately, or ironically, the album title track, uh, Going South, track five, didn't really grab me that much. I-, I can see that, yeah. Nor did Smile. It was very short. Um, it's the, why can't I meet anyone nice? It repeats that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that one was kind of weak. Um, but honestly... I don't really have too many complaints yeah. here. Even the tracks I gave lower ratings, I still ended up either liking the instrumental right. or the vibe overall. There's definitely a personality here and enough mm-hmm. to keep the tracks different enough, uh, mainly in the subject matter. Right, right, um, right. And I think I really enjoyed that. Um, they're not just like songs about nothing, which right, is cool. Right, Which I guess is why Going South for me was kind of weak because it was just like, yeah, I'm going south. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, th- these songs had so much uh, going on, uh, going on in them lyrically and how they were telling the stories that, yeah, yeah, I was pulled in and the musicality was so good that I was like, okay, we're having a good ass solid time. The one track that I especially remember feeling like not as good on was I Shouldn't Have Let You Down, which still like lyrically mm. was so good, but like the vocals felt oddly weak. Like he had a falsetto on certain parts that just felt oddly off. For the instrumentation, oh, that, yeah. instrumentation that was happening underneath it, so that just kind of like rocked my groove a little bit. But it was just like otherwise, it's like I can't even get too mad at it. Like, yeah, um, it was good ass guitar solo on the last one. Ooh, God, yeah. yeah. Um, when these, especially like, there's little things added throughout. Like, um, even going back to running, uh, running from the big things. There's little things added in, like, almost like laser sounds and, like, wonky effects kind of throughout that add a little bit of 
I don't want to say psychedelia, but enough of a hey, this is different than your typical like you an know, extra like, contour to the you know song, you know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely gives it some more more substance, definitely yeah. more texture. I remember St. Stephen's especially, there was one part where it was like, there were certain lyrics where say, the evening rain comes down and the drains are backing up and the streets are full of little white bags, and that part, like, there was this big, like, falling, descending chord that was happening while it was happening that mm. just, like, really stuck in you. It's like, holy shit, that sounds really fucking good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I loved the energy on St. Stephen's. How about, um, who's gonna play the piano for you? There was a bit, there was a part in that. It's the ending, mm. um, where it's like, you really hear the piano. Yeah. Did the recording sound, like, rough to you? I can't remember. Like, like the quality of the sound recording of the piano had, like, it sounded a little, like, a little scratchy. Yeah. Not... I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it, it, right. it, it stood out to me of, like, oh, that sounds weird. Like, it didn't match the, the quality of the rest of the song. Yeah. But I really liked what he was doing on the piano anyway, so it was like, yeah, ah, yeah, right. I can't really, I can't hate on it too much, you yeah, know? And also, that was the first track that was really big piano-led, so it, it that was the one that sounded very different from the rest, so I, I think I'm, I'm, my mind might have just been enjoying that, you know, switch up there, you know what I mean? I liked the conversational nature of, I wrote a song for you. <laughs> oh, yes, I really like it. It goes kind one. of back and forth between singing and talking. Yeah, and sort of sprechst it does the scatting before the chorus where it's just yeah. like, and I think it went like da da da, and like that's the chorus it's just like humming the melody, it's like that's dope, I like that yeah. Oh, and I love the, the last time he goes like, I wrote a song for you, but now that I think about it most of the lines are about me, and if I remember it, it goes like da 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, man I liked this yeah, I thought well, this was fun Yeah, man, um I ended up giving it a three. How about you? Dang, I gave it. Look, I gave Ooh. it that five. I gave it that no. Five. Yeah, I was holy having fun. shit. I was having fun, and I couldn't wow. Even, okay, <laughs> I couldn't even hate. Like I was just like, hmm, hmm. I'm like, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Unfortunately, though. <laughs> All good things must come to an end. Yeah, let's let's because, let's hit it. Um, oh, Space Jam Two, a new legacy soundtrack. RC. Oh, what is this? <laughs> explain yourself. Like you made this. What is this? This. I I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> um, I'm trying to pick. What I what thought were... Oh. Hello? <laughs> oh, no, what happened? I don't know what happened. It just stopped. Oh, okay. I think I might have accidentally hit the end button on my head. Oh, okay. But I, like, I wasn't paying attention. I was, like, looking at my notes, and then all of a sudden I looked oh. up and I was like, what happened? <laughs> so, oh, man. Um, <laughs> we win, I'm we gonna... win, we win, we win, we win. <laughs> I don't know if I could express to you how surprised I was, because I was listening to this album, right? Mm-hmm. I was listening to this fucking album, and I thought to myself, that first soundtrack gave us I Believe I Could Fly, which right. was a huge fly like radio eagle. single. <laughs> Unavoidable big hit radio smasher, that, right. that single. <laughs> and I was sitting here thinking, what is gonna be the song... From this soundtrack. And I'm in the car this morning. 
and the local rap station is playing We Win. What? And <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Look, just because We Win might have maybe the best rap verse. And it's track one. So, you know, it's does that. not necessarily mean it should be the leading single. Right. Wasn't my fave, not by a long shot. Not but at all. It's Lil Baby and Kirk Franklin. Oh, the collaboration you a, didn't know you needed. <laughs> in a weird, secular, but also kind of vaguely religious. Yeah, inspirational would be the uh, adjective they would oh. use, you know. Because you got the really weird, oddly high-pitched choir in the background going, and you got, yeah, the we will, we will, we will. Auto-tune to hell so it doesn't fit what's happening. What? Look, I've grown to accept and even sometimes enjoy some auto-tune, right? For sure. Why does Kirk Franklin, when he's talking... Need auto tune. I don't understand. It just sounds weird. Like, oh, you're crazy for this one. Oh, this one here. Oh, we're gonna win. Yeah. What? Why do I need auto tune when you're just speaking, Kirk? And the thing that's always thrown me off is that, like, every time I try to listen to, like a Kirk Franklin song, I-, I always have that moment where I'm like two minutes in and I'm just like, wait, the choir's doing all the same. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I had the same feeling on this one. What the fuck is Kirk Franklin like, do doing? A verse, like, like <laughs> little baby's doing all the heavy lifting. It's like there's no, and like you hear the singers in the background, they are doing some, you know, like big complex harmonies and shit. And yep. you know, I'm sure he's probably like orchestrating it on that end. But uh, it's just like, but what, uh, what are you saying? Why is it important that you are just saying your little flourishes? Like, why are you being the fucking flavor flave to your own music when you could just have them singing? It doesn't feel like anything but ego. Yeah. Cause like, there's no reason for you to just be talking over this. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking D- uh, DJ Khaled. Of yeah. <laughs> Christian rap. Right. As much as I disliked the first track, it is not the best track. Yeah. It is not even the worst track. Nope, it's not at all. Very middle of the road. The worst track. <laughs> Man, look. <laughs> when when I saw the track listing, a few names jumped out at me, okay? Right. And I'd be lying. If I said I wasn't excited to see what Big Frida was going to be bringing to the table. Oh. Oh. What? Look. What is this? What it's, is going loony? You know, it's for what don't, this album don't you, is. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> this got the big no, fuck zero be, for me. Because, Are you kidding? Because, but listen to what's around that song. You know what I mean? Like, I'll in- put. No, I'm sorry. I gotta pull it up. <laughs> you ain't playing I, gotta... <laughs> I, I, I just looked at it like this. Like, in a world where everyone else is just doing the generic, you know, 2021, this is what, you know, SoundCloud rap, whatever sounds like, that at least had personality, right? Oh. You know, Big Frida was having fun, you know? What's up, Doc? Shoot your shot. It's about to pop off. We on the clock. What's up, Doc? Shoot your shot. Going cartoony when I hit him with the loony. Flow so fast, Roadrunner can't pursue me. Wild like Coyote got the party coming. 
come and tell me. I thought I saw a putty cat. I thought. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, why you haters always doing that? I did. I did see a putty cat. Beep, beep, beep. That's my team. They got my back. No. Uh, uh, oh, Look. wait. Unless you forget. Birds of a feather flocking it together. Quack, quack, quack. We ain't quacking under pressure. Uh, <laughs> but this... you know what? It was that amount of camp that I kind of wish more of the soundtrack was. Uh, you know? Okay, see, that brings a very good point. Because with Big Frida and the fucking... The sound that her music normally has, that mm. very bombastic... And this track, like, didn't even have that. Yeah, like, it, no, it it's was, totally not the best of her, right? Like It was lacking the energy that yeah. I was expecting, but I had this thought going in, and this will bring me to the next worst song on the album, <laughs> by a very slim margin. I thought to myself, so the first sound, the first Space Jam came out in the mid-90s. Okay, yeah, 96. And... As someone who really didn't have an idea as to what music they liked growing up, I had the Jock Jams CDs. Uh, of course. It was just the compilations of songs that get played at sporting events, and it's just a very wide net of energetic... Hey! Yeah, you got the pedophile Gary Glitter in there. The game's all there. I forgot, yeah. And I was thinking, like, okay, well, I remember what sports songs in the 90s were. What that energy Oh, I get was, you, right? yeah. What gets played at the sporting events during plays, all that. And I'm you like... You get pumped up. Well, I don't really... Yeah. Well, I don't really pay attention to sports nowadays, so I don't really know what gets played. So I was wondering, like, what is the energy at a basketball game? And one song that does really just encapsulate that moment, that energy, that feel, the big fight feel, mm. is Pump Up the Jam, right? Yeah. Bum, 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 ba, da, 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 da. Kind of sounds like it's nighttime and you're playing and you hear that, oh shit, that's from the first movie. Okay. And then, <gasps> your boy. <laughs> oh, not my boy. <laughs> Not my fucking boy! Oh, Lucy Vert. Like, no fuck energy no compared energy. to the music. What are you doing, Uzi? Why is he the one for this? Are you kidding? Let's not forget his rhymes. Pump up the jam, finger roll jelly, like jam. How did I end up in Space Jam? My Jordan might be Space Jams. Oh. And that, that's why I had to text you. Was Lil Uzi Vert in Space Jam? Because if this was like from a scene in the movie. Right. Where he's like, how'd I get in Space Jam? Ah. Oh, he's one of the but players. But he's not even in it, huh? <laughs> no. Then why is he saying that? I don't know. He's just like, why the fuck am I on the soundtrack? Huh? <laughs> I mean, that's a very good question, Uzi. <laughs> why the fuck is my ass on the soundtrack? <laughs> Another question I have is... I mean, they couldn't have known, but the placement <laughs> on this album, where you've got Lil Lucy Vert, and then they got St. John on the very oh, next oh. track. <laughs> they couldn't have known, right? <laughs> but, unfortunate. Oh, uh, yeah, it's hard to ignore, <laughs> isn't it, folks? Yeah. But I do gotta say, that was one of my favorite cuts. Really? Oh, St. No. John and SZA. S I thought that actually, uh, I actually... I wrote down, it's okay. 
Yeah, right? Like, it was like, compared it was so to, right? It was compared like, I, to the rest of the soundtrack, it's okay. Yeah, like, I was thinking, I, I listened to our review of the older Space Jam soundtrack, you know what I'm I saying? meant I to and I forgot. Right, and I had that feeling of like, Oh yeah, on the uh first soundtrack as well. There's like right, there's the first four. Oh my god, monumental, incredible death. And then halfway through the album, like what, what's all these fucking half-ass love jams? I'm like, who's listening for this? Like, like wh- yeah, where does this come in the movie? <laughs> yeah, like, what what purpose does this serve <laughs> exactly? Between LeBron and Bugs, like what? <laughs> I I had no idea. I was like, it's okay, and I thought the beat. Sounded like it was left over from the Black Panther soundtrack, so right. I thought that was okay. Like, yeah. it was all just okay. Which also goes for... Oh, my heart. My heart. Brockhampton, my boys. Oh, man. Look. My fucking boys. Dom McClellan, mm-hmm. Matt Champion, Joba? Mm. Fucking Kevin Abstract. Merlin Wood. Merlin yeah, Wood. Shows up and doesn't get a fucking first. That, <laughs> I hate I, it so much. <laughs> look, my review of this album in two words is wasted potential. Absolutely. And it, it couldn't be more applicable. Oh, man. Than on MVP right. by Brock Hampton. I'm not even going to lie. The first verse isn't that bad. Dom, look, I knew Dom was going to bring it. That's a fucking given. Right. That's not, that, that, you know, if, of course he was going to. That was, yeah, I, I was willing to bet money that at least Dom was going to have a sick verse. Then they followed up immediately with Matt Champion, who I like. I like Matt. Yeah. M- maybe not here. <laughs> Though, yeah, like, it, it, and like, I like Joba too. Legit, as I was listening to the song, like, maybe not here. I think both times where I listened to it, I had that moment of like, "Oh, I hear what they're doing. We're gonna have some fucking fun." But then when it actually got to the hook, and it was like, it so like deflated the energy with the "Boy, you make me wanna," "Boy, you make me wanna," and I'm like, "Huh? Here, here's where you want to do the quivering lift, like you know, singing. Like, what? No, I need the energy. What are you doing?" <laughs> Out of all the shit Brockhampton and Kevin have been putting out lately, I I thought this was a fucking, a shoe in that they were going to knock this out of the fucking park. Right. And it's just so meh. (laughs) Like, it's, it's, again, okay. I liked the beat. Other tracks, though, where I just wasn't fucking here for it at all. Let's get to it. Uh, would be fucking Mercy by Jonas Brothers. Oh my god. Hitting the awful high notes. Look, it was, it was, it was in a row, wasn't it? It was Mercy and Crowd Go Crazy, one after the other. These, you know, mid-tier, trying to be happy by Pharrell, you know? (laughs) With game time, and I don't mean to blow past Mercy, but I literally have nothing else to say about (laughs) it. What's there to say? I, um, I thought the beat was dope. And I was sitting there, and I and I was like, okay, Tekka is again dropping the ball immediately with, like, the yeah. most basic <laughs> yeah. lyrics. And th- these are my notes in in order, okay? Mm-hmm. Fast-forwarding to, fast to Amine's part. Where the fuck is Amine? Right. Uh-oh, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> like, I got there, and I was immediately disappointed. Yeah, I was like, oh, this might as well have just been Lil Tekka again. Like, yeah. Not even Space Jam 1 soundtrack was I really comparing this to. I, right out of the gate, I was comparing this 
to the Spider-Man soundtrack, okay? Oh, I, I, I get you exactly, right? Because yeah. it's another modern-day collection of all the biggest, most relevant names mm-hmm. in hip-hop and R&B. We gotta get everyone in one place doing their thing. And on that soundtrack, for the most part, yeah. there were a handful of exceptions. It, it was fun. It was energetic. There were songs that stand out, songs that I would still put on today. Absolutely. What was that one song with, uh, was it Duckworth? And, oh, and he fucking represents on here too, actually. <laughs> See, d- d- you got Duckworth and Amine both on here, and they both had songs on the Spider-Man soundtrack. Right. And Amine on the space, on the fucking Spider-Man soundtrack. He did me the same way! Man. The fucking... Stop feeling invisible. Oh Stop my god! Invincible. Right. Oh my yeah. god! What, what is it with you, Amine? The fucking big fight comes up and you deliver like weak shit. Yeah. Why? Why? Oh, but we we almost skipped past uh, His Royal Majesty, Mr. Wayne, uh, best rapper oh. alive. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Lil Wayne rhyming myself with myself with myself with myself. Oh my god. Not since rhyming dog with dog with dog with dog with dog. Is this his blue period where he's just. <laughs> this is Lil Wayne's worst verse since that DMX album. And it's like he is just on a fucking tear. And, and the thing is, this is yeah, this is his shtick now, sucking. And the thing is, it didn't even start off that bad. Like he was like, I can't even control myself, talking to myself like self. Don't ignore myself. I told myself I owe myself more of myself. This world crazy. Like Miss Daisy, I almost drove myself. Like okay, I got, I got to Okay. And then I'm sure I need love, but I'm not so sure of myself. She's full of herself, like the one she is for herself. I'm warning myself. Don't want myself to warn myself. Okay, none of this rhymes <laughs> now. You're just rhyming myself with myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it just bled together. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And, oh my God, I just have it written down, Mom, 24 karat golden is singing again. <laughs> Oh, Can you please stop that shit oh, right he's now? Oh, singing, but he's got just that slightest tinge of rock in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember when we talked about the, tw- the cypher, and I thought his was, like, one of the worst. And you were like, hey, but, like, remember when he sang and that kind of set him apart? And I was right. like, no, that was the, like, I actually preferred it when he was rapping. Not that his singing was way worse. <laughs> and here he is again. I got to <laughs> sing, Ma. I can't help it. I got these golden pipes. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. No. Fuck that. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking see me fly. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to remember This stuff is chuck full of, like. Who was oh on that one? Oh, God. That's Chance the Rapper, John Legend, and Simba. You know, that one wasn't too bad compared to the other songs that are basically the exact same faux inspirational sound. It's so dull. You know, like it's, at least that one had, <laughs> like, that one had the most energy on it. You know what I mean? Like, um, when you had that I think one- Hoops had more energy oh, than okay. no, See no, Me Fly. No, wait, but wait a minute though. See Me Fly had the best energy of these faux inspirational songs. That's what I mean. That, we're oh, we're, we're okay. giving some categories gotcha. here, all right? Now, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I at least like. Oh, I thought you know, Chance had an all right verse. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he had one part where he he had like uh, just a lot of like vigor in his voice where I kind of like enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to knock him out, but boy, you got to beat him. You better look at every shot like it's your shot at freedom. You know, I kind of enjoyed that sort of like ah, you know, energy and, and you know, invigorated sort of feeling of it. But yeah. man, the one that takes the goddamn crown, 
Ladies and gentlemen, fucking them hoops, them hoops, 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 hoops. God mm. damn. That was the one song where I was like, this needs to be the hit right the fuck here. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even, I honestly really didn't even like that song that I mean, much. Like, but it you know, had the energy I wanted. Right, right. And it was basketball related and it was a cute, you know, sort of twist of like, oh, you know, the hoop earrings, you know what I'm saying? I like, they were having fun and I enjoyed that. You know what I mean? You got Saweetie, you got Salt and Pepper, Salt and you got Pe- Cash Legacy, Doll. Legacy, because they were on the first soundtrack. So uh, we got, we, you know, oh, we, we got shit. Legacy group here, but oh. we still kind of had, you know, that one lyric where it was like, one rapper brings up Lola Buddy, and I guess the oh. other rapper was not in the same studio at the same time, oh. so they brought up Lola Bunny, and it was like, oh my god. Snow Bunny, like Lola Bunny, is a very awkward line. Yeah, that was like- To oh, be even okay. bringing up Snow Bunnies is very awkward. <laughs> and... It was a kid soundtrack, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um... But then, yeah, like, not even a minute later, <laughs> like, someone else says, like Lullaby. It's like, no, literally, can't do that. Literally not even four bars. He's like, I know some brown skin baddies, Coca-Cola, and some pretty snow, bola- pretty snow bunnies like Lola. Save some for the chicas and the cholas. The pretty girl in Masha Pit going loca. And then right after that, can't nobody run me. Bunny hopping to the back like Lola Bunny. It's like, oh. no. Nope. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's not even a hook dividing it. It's right after it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't tell me nobody heard that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it's no so hard. No quality control. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> obviously. <sighs> obviously. Oh, quote quote uh, Michael Jordan in that one scene. Obviously. <laughs> His great acting chops. <laughs> you mentioned Pharrell earlier. <laughs> Crowd go crazy. Right. By John Legend. I just have written down, imagine what Pharrell could have done with a track like this. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> we're stuck with John Legend on this? Old, middle of the road, John Legend. Old, uh, male Alicia Keys, John Legend. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're both uh, the, All I kind of knew how to do was just play the piano, so I hope that's enough. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you're not automatically Steve Wonder, man. Put some fucking life into this shit, goddammit! <laughs> and again, like, it's got probably the most upbeat instrumental. It's got the horns. True. And John still manages to make it boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, how? I would still Just rather by listen... his mere mediocrity. Right, I would still taste, rather... Taste the whole song. Right, I would still rather to listen listen to Greenlight because it has the Andre 3000 verse. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um... And then, yeah, Mercy, which is, you know, it was Ugh. okay, but it, it, it so just sounded like, like, I felt like I gotta, oddly enough, you know, it, it's hard to say, like, what is the sound of less than a decade ago, but it kind of sounded like this shit with the, oh, we're gonna throw in the whistle, isn't that big? Remember Flo Rida's whistle, everybody? Let's go to back to 2013. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> That's true. Um, But, it, you know, it, had, it was a little jaunty, you know, it had some energy to it, so I was like, eh, not too bad. It, it would have maybe stood out a little bit more if it wasn't right after the other generic pop song, you know? When your expectations are extremely low. Right. And when you see g Easy, <laughs> that that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what I'm Dave. talking about. <laughs> when it's like, well, this is probably going to suck. And when it does, you're not too disappointed, because... <laughs> You knew what you were getting going in. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is like a G-Easy cut. Oh, this is going to be trash. And it was trash. You, know, you got two 
super unbelievably whack verses in a row. <laughs> Sounding like people had never fucking recorded in a studio before kind of level shit verses. And then you get like a decent third verse, but yeah. it's not worth sitting through those first two to get to. I, I think I remember feeling like, and I can't remember if it was Jeezy or White Dave, but it was like, at least this guy has a unique sounding, you know, uh, flow and mm. cadence to the other guys. And, you know, I kind of did like the hook, just got to go like, it's about that time, <laughs> you know? And I ain't gonna lie, I even thought Settle the Score was a bit of a letdown with Duckworth and mm. Corday. See, I, I thought it was fun. I, I, again, it had the most energy. And it was just like, at least you're doing yeah. it. I can imagine playing basketball and hearing this and being like, oh yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to shoot the J. You know what I mean? The, like The beat when the chorus kicks in, Definitely does pick up, and it is like a oh shit, right? Okay, and what's but, the look? Like, you want it now? I, what do you say? You want it bad? I want it more. Sorry, I had to settle the score. Like that—that's you know what I'm saying. That's a good hook, you know. <laughs> How did you feel when songs did try to like be basketball songs? Did I, you I, like that, or was I it had, kind of like yes, a? Because yeah. it was just like. At least fucking, you know, this is all just a cynical cash grab anyway. At least fit the yeah. theme, goddammit. <laughs> like, you know, you're clearly not going to match the iconic, you know, songs of the past. So at least, like, you know, do, read the assignment. You know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. I wish people, like, when people did do it, it kind of felt like just kind of ticking a box of, like, yeah. What you got to reference? Oh, you got to reference this. You got to reference this. But it's like at least but, it has some sort of uh, 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 uniqueness to. Oh, of course, this song is from the Space Jam soundtrack, as opposed to it has it, a connection. Yeah, as opposed to these other songs, which just felt like, well, you know, this was just a song that we had that we didn't finish, so I guess throw it on here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't give me that feeling. You know, like the what the fuck is this doing here? Like, yeah. you know, we were talking about going loony and oh, you know, r- ridiculous, too over the top. Honestly, her her vocals kind of sound like like if KRS One had fun, you know, sometimes like <laughs> <laughs> if he would lighten the fuck up every right. once in a while. <laughs> But, you know, that one, like, I enjoyed that one for being the big, fun, dumb, ridiculous song. Dabby Duck, quack, quack, if you buck, rolling with the tune squad, wish my haters luck. You know, hey, it, call it ridiculous all you want, but it's fun, it's camp and silly, and we're having a good time. And then shoot my shot by Jordan Lucas. Oh, oh God. boy. <laughs> oh, if you, if you were, if you were feeling that last song had too much personality, here's <laughs> Jordan Lucas to be all generic and uneventful again. <laughs> I can say the exact same for my guy and the best. This album, after going its fucking absolute baddiest with going loony, you could just. <laughs> You could just shut it the fuck off. Hit that stop button. After that. All I have written down is fucking yawn for my guy and no thanks for the best. Absolutely. Totally unnecessary filler, boring cuts. But again, like with G-Easy, when you see Joyner Lucas's name (laughs) and your expectations are extremely low and you know it's going to suck, it's like, yep. This is about what I expected. And then, oh my god, he just starts off, the first line is, uh, going from the hook into the verses, I believe I can fly. Uh, Thank thank you. Someone was going to say it. Thank you for it being you, Jordan Lucas. Thank you. Just knocking that really obvious one out there. (laughs) Fucking uh, Jordan Lucas saying, I believe I can line up all the kids that are addicted to drugs and force them into (laughs) rehab. Oh, 
Oh, God. But yeah, it, it reminded me of, what was that song? I, I think that I'm Will. And let me reference a lot of really obvious, like, movies and not even really try to make it tie together that well. Oh, like, yeah! Um, you know, that's what that first lyric felt like. I believe I can fly. Huh? Remember from the first movie? And also, I might as well just say, uh, I believe I can fly like an eagle. He might as well just fucking just alighted the two hit songs together. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> I know there's a part in the movie, only because I've seen it on Twitter, where Porky Pig raps, right? So, yep. this album is missing its buggin'. It's <laughs> right. Bugs Bunny rap song. Why isn't there one of those here? Yeah, and like I said, like you said, in the movie, there is a scene where Porky Pig raps, I mean, he rap battles the camera, like, l- legit, the way it's set up is so, like, corny, like, it's just like, uh, uh, algae rhythm, uh, Don Tittle just happens to say something that happens to rhyme, and it's kind of like a funny thing where it's just like, oh man, you know, it's like, you guys getting out of line, that's why, you know, you're not winning this time, and then you, and then you just hear like a, rap battle off, and he was like, what, what, no, I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to do that, and it, it's funny at first, because it really catches you off guard, where it's just like, oh wait, is this what's happening now, rap battle overtime, you know, so it's kind of funny, and then it's like, and, like, where it could be a fun moment of like, oh, a fucking, you know, Looney Tunes Wu-Tang Clan and everyone's gonna have four bars and no it's just Porky Pig they specifically nominate Porky Pig and it's just like the guy with the stammer you want to do the rap that literally makes no sense like (laughs) like, why would you get him ultimately I gotta give it the fucking NBA jam two uh yeah I I give it a three Funny enough, looking back at the, uh, when I listened to the old Space Jam was the exact same rating I gave that one. So it's like, it all balances itself out. It's just maybe about as good, uh, about as good, maybe, you know? But yeah, I mean, of course, taking into account the iconic status of those songs, but that's just not fair, you know? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but, but do, I mean, do you there is so I much. I ended up giving the first one? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I think you also gave it a three. You also gave it a three. Yeah. Did I? Wow. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna re-edit that. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna George Lucas that oh, shit. Oh, you but, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it really does. I mean, of course, you know there is you know no accounting for the iconicness of those specific songs. But if you wanted to be honestly real, real, real about it, you can't act like those other songs aren't there that are like whack and fucking who the fuck wants to hear. Uh, you know, Biz Markey with uh, 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 spin, spin Doctors, right? Like that. No one wanted that. Oh. Uh, BT Dubs, rest in peace to R.I.P. Biz. Who, Sorry, yeah, I, I we forgot no to mention that. You know, I, I, I'm just saying, Space Jam. It, it wasn't exactly his best material. <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone's gonna fight you on that. Yeah. If, he, if he should talk his appearance on the Space Jam soundtrack, yeah. they're gonna go, "Hey, man, not the time." It's like, yeah, I know, but like, you agree, right? Like. <laughs> That about wraps it up, and we greatly appreciate you spending your time with us. All of our old episodes are going off, by the way, are on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So one of those is bound to work for you if you want to play some catch-up and maybe listen to the review of the original Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you have to look up, I think you named it Welcome to the Jam. So <laughs> that was when you were doing the creative titles for the episodes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I don't remember if it was me or you. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, it just became hard. It's like, okay, well, well, what creative title am I going to come up with for Kate Bush and <laughs> Warren Zevon? <laughs> yeah. Hounds of uh, sentimental hygiene. <laughs> yeah, the fucking uh, ha- wear hounds of... Le- no, that's nothing. <laughs> 
We are still taking requests. Currently still at 120, but in the uh, in the future, um, we're not not sure how soon, but you know how soon is now. Um, right. We'll be uh, lowering the price back to what it was, maybe around that. Who knows when? Yeah. We, we definitely do have a time frame, though. We just can't say yet. Um, but if there's an album you would like to hear us talk about, one that might just be a personal fave, or uh, like we talked about this week, an album that you might have made yourself. Um, and want to hear our thoughts on, that is where you go. That is ko-fi.com slash goingoff, G-O-I-N-O-F-F. And you could request an album on there, and we'll talk about it on the show soon enough, sooner or later. You, you can request it on there, or you, uh, and you can, uh, just to plug my stuff, uh, you can support your boy mm. at patreon.com slash rapcritic, where uh, we yep. now have, um, in addition to getting the early rapcritic episodes, my uh, movie podcast is now on there, so you get to get mm. the exclusive episodes of that, you know, yep. uh, so it's all in one convenient location, you know what I'm saying? And you get to vote on, uh, you know, episodes and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, but and the, oh, in the Discord. I, see, I keep forgetting the things that I'm offering people. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, you can do that shit, too. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, get with it, act like you want it. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. I feel like we're reaching that point where things are starting to wrap up right about now, right? <laughs> the end of show voice. They know. <laughs> But until next time, for going off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And uh, that's all, folks. You didn't rap it. What? (laughs) 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 He didn't make a rhyme, though. (laughs) You didn't do the thing. Boo. (laughs) Boo, that's old hat. (laughs) (laughs) If Porky Pig doesn't rap in every Looney Tunes project going forward, we riot. He fucking, uh, he, he, uh, what's he, what, what's that song, My Generation, by, uh, The Who? You <laughs> said a style. dangerous precedent, pig. You better rap from here on out.